0: Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast I'm SelectedBet and I'm delighted to be joined by our very own Craig Browning and our resident Norwegian expert, David Weatherston, who joins us all the way from Levanger. How's it going, guys? I'm
1: good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. Good.
0: Good, and this is our first 2021 Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting podcast. We're four days away from the big kickoff to in Norway and it's been a hell of a long wait, David.
1: It has been, it has been, especially for some of us who... Don't have a job just now, currently. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been. I was actually. I was out today uh, playing some golf with my work mates. Uh, I've got a little bit burnt in the face, even Ooh. though it's only about six degrees. Um, but yeah, it was good to see that. That must have been not, reflecting
0: reflecting off the sand, was it? Yeah. Well,
1: I've not been. At, <laughs> I've not been at work uh, since March last year, so this is. Uh, it's going to be nice to have the football back. That is for sure.
0: Yeah, that'll certainly fill up some of your the hours and your, your days and pass them by. Um, so yeah, it's a late start, it's a late finish, not as late as last season. Um, and for anyone who hasn't tuned in to us previously on the Norwegian podcast, um, Greg, do you want to give us a wee bit of background on how we ended up here?
2: Yeah, so there'll be people going to themselves, why are these three Scottish guys speaking about Norwegian football? What do they know about Norwegian <laughs> football? Uh, two of us probably don't know much, to be fair. Uh, one, one does, and it's not me I'm, or the, you, Paul. I was trying to <laughs> which one you were talking about there. Yeah. So, I think last season, obviously, um, height of lockdown, COVID, I made the decision to focus on Belarus in March, and that proved to be very successful. And I was then looking for my next league of focus. So, rather than scatter my focus and attention across multiple leagues. I've always had a flutter on Norwegian football with um, the last four or five seasons. So I thought, do you know what I'll do is I'll make a decision to focus purely on, not purely on, but have a real focus on Norwegian football. And at that point, um, there wasn't many leagues being played. So I noticed David on um, on Twitter. So David and I hadn't spoken before until that point. Uh, I think David was following me um, on Twitter reached out to him just to kind of find out how why is he in Norway, why is he writing blogs about the late Um <laughs> and it's gone from there really, invited David onto the podcast and he's been a permanent fixture now since well probably what July we started doing the Norwegian podcast, was it July? I think it was July. I think
1: it yeah, was yeah,
2: I think it was um, quite a, quite a spectacular, and, spectacular debut from what I remember. It was a full house, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> <that house>. right?
1: <laughs> Should have just jumped. And obviously, this is.
2: season as well, decision will be to continue with the focus on Belarus and Norway, and we'll have a weekly um, Norwegian podcast focusing on the Eliteserien and the Ligan. And I guess two leagues as well. We we had a lot of success with. Yeah, as I said,
0: David <clears throat> certainly weighed in. Um, taught us some Norwegian along the way as I think it's uh, still yeah well probably gone a bit rusty since we've not spoken about Norwegian football <laughs> yeah. for quite a bit <laughs>
1: no,
0: uh, so uh, we'll, we'll find out and there's a few new team names for us to get our <laughs> tongues around in the August <laughs> uh, so yeah that's really how we've ended up here uh, David you should probably explain yourself as to how you've ended up in Norway for any new listeners as well
1: yeah I mean what Greg did miss out was he's I mean, been following me very closely since my really impressive spell at St. John's in 2007. No, I uh, yeah, I've met met my now wife back in 2011, and she turned out to be Norwegian. So she turned um, out to be Norwegian. Well, so I like was, it, it I was, it was a surprise. I, I met her, and she sounds very. She sounds very Scottish when she speaks English. So um, the next morning, when I found out she was Norwegian, it was uh, it was a surprise. Um, <laughs>
0: but yeah, so not uh, <laughs> too out, much detail, to be honest. We moved but,
1: out yeah. here together um, in 2016 uh, to her hometown, and uh, we've been here for five years, nearly now. So. Yeah, I just decided that uh, last year, given that I, I was put uh, put on furlough from work, that I would follow much closer the Norwegian football because I hadn't really done it since I moved here. Obviously, you can follow football everywhere in the world, so it was much it was easy to keep in touch back home. But I just thought, why well, not give it a chance? And started out last year writing some blogs, and obviously Greg got in touch and. Here we are and I think we've learnt a lot in the last year. safe to say I think uh, I know a lot more now than I did at this time last year and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure it's the same for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we should also point out that you're still kicking a ball in Norway as well.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying but the, my body's telling me every time that I should probably uh, give up. Um, yeah, I'm pl- play. There's a local team to me, Verdal, they play in the fourth division I think they're in now. Um, so yeah, that, I'm just I mean, they've not played a game for since 2019 because of COVID, which well, isn't ideal, but um, I've been tr- I'm i still training and try to keep fit in my advancing years.
0: Well, you never know that. Year's rest may have added an extra couple of years on to your career. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: there's, not,
0: there's not many players get the chance to, to rest their body for that, that length of time, so hopefully it'll prolong uh, your football days. But we are very fortunate to have you here on the podcast. We're delighted that you're able to tell us everything that you do about the Norwegian leagues. And yeah, as I said, we're only four days away from from kicking off in Norway. So this podcast is really not necessarily, unfortunately, about tips, um, as you would expect. We're going to have a wee kind of pre-season look at Norway. Um, Not really going to get stuck into this weekend's fixtures. We often advocate that, you know, first round or two, three, four... Um, maybe a wee bit too early to get involved in some some serious bets, up to a point where we know, you know, just how things are settling down. Certainly if last year's anything to go by, I don't know that we would have been all over glimped from day one, David, but they certainly made their mark on the season, didn't
1: they? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick, I think after maybe two or, two or three games we realised there were something going on because they were scoring goals for fun and uh, they won the first three games. I think they won their first ten, I think. Uh, last year, so uh, yeah, yeah uh, we worked out quite quickly to get get on board with him, but um, yeah, I'd be surprised if something similar happens
2: again, but I'm, I'm open to it happening. It was an absolute romp, wasn't it? So, Borough Glimp finished, I think they were the um, everyone's team last summer, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, Everyone they who were. enjoyed football and put a bet on were Borough Glimp fans, and for very good reason um, they finished the league 19 points ahead of Malta in second Um, 30 games played 26 wins 3 draws and just 1 loss Mm. and I think that 1 loss came against Malta didn't it? It did 4-2 71
1: plus
2: 71 plus goal difference and 103 (laughs) goals scored so quite a remarkable season Uh, I'm sure David and I have a wager that Bore Glimt won't finish in the top 3 or 4 I think we'll still finalise that but I'm quite happy to go with that what this
0: season? This season yes. coming up. Okay.
2: We'll discuss that later. I,
1: I've got them down to finish third uh, in my previews, so
0: Not we'll see. that will become apparent why once we get into the details. Yes. Um We should also mention uh, Moda's exploits in Europe as yeah. well, David, which which were pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty uh, impressive know, to, uh, and
1: a little bit surprising as well. They had their uh, they'd got the qualification through the group with Arsenal uh, Arsenal, Rapid, Vienna and uh, Dundalk no, it, yeah. Yeah, um, so they got through that group which was a little bit of a surprise to get past the Rapid but um, yeah they got drawn against Hoffenheim and that game was to take place three months or t- yeah, two months and a bit after uh, the season finished so yeah it was a huge surprise when they beat Hoffenheim uh, over two legs and really impressively as well um, unfortunately, get beat by Granada in the next round, which was quite an even game. Um, both legs were pretty even. I think they lost the first leg 2-0 and won the second leg 2-1, if I'm remembering rightly. Um, but yeah, they didn't play any games at home because of the because of COVID. Nobody was allowed into Norway to play, so so they were playing in Hungary their home games. So it was a bit of a disadvantage for them, but they still still got the job done. Um, against Hoffenheim so yeah that squad is pretty much held together Um, that's why they're they're looking really strong just purely on continuity and yeah
0: Yeah and I mean I think Klimt obviously stole all the headlines last year but Molde were pretty impressive at times as well weren't they but yeah, just just got off to that start to the season that Molde just couldn't cut that gap Um, and I guess their European exploits were potentially a bit of a distraction at some points in the season as well. Yeah,
1: uh, they, I mean, they did rotate quite a lot, so it was definitely noticeable that they, they do have sort of two p- players for every position. Um, just in the news today, actually, they're going to be signing a guy called Magnus Gerouedim uh, from Sam Nizulf. So he, he, he's 22 years old. Uh, attacking midfielder, really talented, looks definitely... St- Ready to step up to the top league. Um, probably a little bit surprising that Mulder are going to take him because he's not going to be a regular. But yeah, just they 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 sold one of their players to Volaringa, so they needed an extra player in. And so Magnus Wolfet Krem, who's probably the best player in the league. Uh, he's he's thirty now, but he's having quite a few issues with injuries and stuff the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how many games he can play. And Greden's been brought in to sort of. Yeah, share the load
2: That's quite a good point as well I think looking at Moda's points tally For last season They finished in 62 points And do you know what In a typical season That isn't that far off yeah. um, What the normal points tally Would be to win the league yeah. So I think it looks like Moda had a poor season But ultimately Everyone was just blown away By by Boda Glimp last season
1: Yeah that's it that's
2: not... And in terms of that team David Obviously They've already lost a few players How, how are they looking In terms of Retaining their kind of star players
1: Yeah um, It looks like they're going to retain the rest Basically, so they've lost their front three Which was, the front three scored 60 goals between them last year <laughs> um, Which was more than Every other team other than Molde
2: um,
1: <laughs> They've all left, Haug has gone to AC Milan um, Zinkanag was at Watford Kasper Junker is a bit of an Interesting one, he was on the pre-season tour With Glemt. So, Glint, there was a lot bit controversial. Glint went away to Spain for, I think, six weeks or something to do, like, a pre-season training um, because they weren't really allowed to train in Norway at the time. Uh, so, they went away. But Kasper Juncker went AWOL from the hotel one night uh, to try and force to do a move. So, Kasper Junker, top scorer in the league last year, 27 goals. Um, he has gone to the Uraba Red Diamonds in Japan. Probably not the move he was after. <laughs> um, at the start of the winter, but I guess he'll be getting a good payoff, and um, I, I think he's 27, so I guess you know he's, it, would, it was by far the best season of his career by a long, long way. So I mean, he, he had to take his chance while it was while it was there, and I guess he's probably got a nice contract out in Japan and probably a nice place to live as well.
2: And I guess the sad thing is the the transfer fee that would have sorry would have collected across those three players is almost nothing, isn't it? It's very uh,
1: small. Yeah, Hauge. they got a decent fee for I think they got about We say decent uh, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they got terms, about three and a half million but, euros or something for that, which is yeah. pretty good. Um and I'm sure there'll be add-ons as well for the Hauge deal. Um but yeah Zinkinago was free, he, he's he's gone on a free and Juncker I'm not sure exactly with Junker. Uh it wasn't a lot though it was it was something like half a million. Euros, I think. Uh, I to lose to three
2: players though that scored sixty goals? Yeah,
1: that's, that's really difficult.
2: Was advocate here, but um, intrigued to find out your thoughts behind them finishing third yeah. when they've lost. Yeah, I mean they've still players.
1: got. So 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 they've still got eight. The, basically the other eight players that uh, played pretty much every game are still there. Patrick Berg, probably the best midfielders in the league. Uh, yeah. he's still there. Salton is the captain, he's still there. Um, And to to replace the front three is obviously difficult, but when Hauge left, Solbakken came in and did quite well. Um, In fact, did did really well. Um, And actually, at the start of last season, Solbakken and Hauge were kind of battling for that spot. Um, It's it's unbelievable to think that Hauge. He just he wasn't an absolute nailed-on starter at the start of last season, but um, he just absolutely exploded. But um, Saul back in did a good job. He's really quick. Pretty, should suit that system nicely. Um, Sundra uh, Surly, uh, he was a Christian Soon last year. He's going to be playing right wing. He's left-footed. Very good uh, technical player. He was probably Christian second-best player last year behind Pellegrino, who scored 25 goals, I think, he got in the end. Um, but Surly has looked really good in pre-season, very sharp, um, scored a couple of goals. I think I don't think he'll score the goals in Kanago scored and I don't think he'll get as many assists, but it is a nice uh, It is a good buy it looks like. Um the main the, I'd say the main issue is the striker position is why I don't think they will finish first this year. They've lost Junker, and they've replaced him with uh, Eric Bortheim. So Bottheim was it Rosenborg as a kid, came through the system, looked like he was going to be, uh, yeah he was really highly highly rated there and he looked like he was going to sort of break through but um, last year he went on loan to Starbuck and it didn't really work out for him but uh, Rosenborg released him from his contract so that he could go to Galim this uh, winter and um, it'll be interesting, he's only 21, got a lot of talent so it'll be interesting to see how that works out for him. Um, Probably couldn't have asked for a better move, could you? From uh, going, to the, going to the champions and uh, the other striker is Bo- Victor Boniface, who did really well last year as a sort of backup to Juncker. But he done his, I think he did his ACL. Um, I can't remember if it was the end of last year or if it was the start of this year. Um, Victor Boniface done his ACL, so he's going to be out for most of, if not all of the season. So yeah, at the moment, Bot Time is the the only striker they've got. So. Um, it will be interesting to see if they can <laughs> I'd be very surprised if they scored the same amount of goals, but they've still got the same base that, that won them the league last year and, and, and it's although they got 103 goals, they also had the best defence. So yeah, I mean they've got a lot to still still work with.
2: I'm interested to see as well, in terms of pricing for the opening games, I, I guess it's difficult for Bookies to try and price up these matches in any league to be fair at the start. But if yeah. to have lost Obviously, such crucial players. I think Bodoglimt will go into matches as strong favourites as champions, and rightly yeah. so. Um, but I'm really intrigued to find out just how they get on. Obviously, most p- people when associating Norwegian football will reference to Rosenborg. Yeah, um, that's the team that most people know about from the Champions League um, performances over the over the years. But I'm mm-hmm. really keen to see how they close that gap because obviously Rosenborg last season. Finished what twenty nine points off the pace, yeah. And had a pretty disappointing season. Didn't yeah. qualify. Well, they didn't finish in the top three. I'm not sure if they get European places through. The yeah, the they'll, be in the, they're they'll they're be in the the conference. They'll be in the conference. Yeah, yeah. Which again is probably not ideal in terms of your league campaign, having to play no. Thursday nights so in all sorts, of, all sorts of places.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one with Rosenborg. Um... They've definitely got an issue with their with the recruitment. I don't know what's going on uh, there. They 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 brought in Per Syliaan Schelbreder last year, and he I think he's thirty three now. He was a Rosenborg legend back in the day, and and uh, had a really good career in Germany. But he doesn't look that good when he came back last year. He didn't quite look on the pace, and they signed Marcus Henriksen, another sort of experienced Norwegian international. <sighs> The big wages these guys will be on um, for the output they could give. I'm not sure it's it's worth it. Um, again, this just summer. They've uh, sorry, the winter. They, they've in, they've improved the uh, the midfield again. They've signed Vebjorn uh, Wieb- Hoff from Odd, who was really good midfielder for Odd last year. Probably there, but uh, yeah, it was a hold midfielder for Odds, which is a position that Rosenberg didn't really need. They signed Stefano Vecchia, who. Probably going to play left wing, uh, but he's another sort of attacking midfielder, co scoring midfielder. Um, What
2: would be great is if um, the Norwegian sides sign players called Dave Jones. (laughs) It'd be much easier (laughs) for us to understand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to ask ask David about the the transfer window in Norway. Does that just run in parallel with the rest of Europe, despite Uh, you know their obvious
1: summer? No, it was supposed to finish um, at the start of April, but it got extended. Just, I think it's going to finish. Yeah, just. So I think it will be this week, um, just before the start of the season. I think it will be finished. And most um, most teams done their business, do you think? Yeah, I think so. So today, um, actually, Tromsø, who played a Glimt at the weekend, they just lost or sold their best defender to Stavark, Um Which is, I mean, I'm guessing. They got money, money for them and uh, it'll be worth it, but um, Starback were desperate for a centre-back and they've signed those to the nice names. Seaman Wangberg. Uh.
0: <laughs> you have made that up. I'm That's not,
2: not, not <laughs> You
0: is This is like one of those ABBA contests where you've got to try and squeeze in ABBA uh, song titles yeah. into the podcast. Is that what you're up to? <laughs>
2: so
1: Seaman Wangberg. Uh. Nope.
0: Not having it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just signed for Starbuck today so yeah he was probably probably the best defender in the Obers in last year with Tromsø and uh, he's just moved to Starbucks today so that's going to be bad for for Tromsø who play a back three um, all last season uh, they looked pretty set in their, who the back three was going to be but there could be could be a couple of players missing for them this week, which makes Glean. I think Glean are 4 to 7, which is pretty short, uh, obviously. But uh, if you add in, add, add in a goal or, or two goals, might take it up to sort of value. It could be it's worth not it. It's a bad
2: price as well, given the are champions and the, they are at home. Yeah, yeah you, and would, actually, I swear, you would never get 4 to
0: 7 on that. Well, I don't think you'd get anywhere near 4 to 7. Um, at their height last season no, against your know,
1: newly promoted team. Guys, uh, earlier in the week about this, the goal-scoring market in this game is just weird. So, the Runa Espyord and Tobias Halfstad are the two, tr- two Tromsø strikers, and they're mm-hmm. both 1.33 to score time. There's no green players that are odds on. The first green player is 2.2 Eric Botheim. and Sunderus Ehrlich, who I mentioned before, is 4.33 to score any time. He hit a penalty in uh, the pre-season, scored it, um, scored another goal. I think he scored against... Uh, oh, did he score? I can't remember who he scored against. I think he scored against Trumso, actually, in the, when they played a friendly a couple of weeks ago. Um, the price for him, 4.33, he's going to be playing in the front in the front three... Um, won't have that much defensive duties against a newly promoted side who have just sold their best defender. I think that's uh, that's going to be worth a, a look for me this weekend.
2: I guess one thing that is for sure, um, we're going to be, at not a disadvantage, but the bookies will be pricing up these games for goals probably very short. Um, try to find some value in some of these matches. I think we did get that last season. But the bookies aren't always as daft as you look and they, they probably will give quite a lot of these games um, quite short odds on for over two point
1: five. Yeah, but actually the Glint the Glint uh, game, the, the Asian line, the three point three point and the Asian line's one point nine two. So that's pretty that's pretty good considering how I can't remember. Maybe you've got the stat in front of you. Did they score two? Uh, I think it was uh, 29 out uh, of 30 games. They scored three. Something there was three goals. There, yeah, I think it was only maybe one, maybe two games that there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't at least three goals. So that, that, that's that's pretty well priced, I would say.
2: And I guess it's always difficult to to judge last season. Obviously, it's a brand new season. Yeah. It's a clean slate for all the clubs. There's definitely going to be surprise packages throughout the season some sides to yeah, they think will do well will struggle, and like you do in any, any league or any season, but I guess it's difficult to probably look too much on, on last season now, but that, that's all we've kind of got to work with at, at this stage
1: Yeah, yeah definitely uh, Yeah, I mean there's been a few pre-season games but yeah, it's been it's, uh, I've watched a few um, games but it's totally different, obviously all the subs and it's just not quite the same tempo, but um, it's going to be nice, I'm, I'm not actually sure how many supporters that the they're allowed in. Um, there's been definitely more. There's been definitely 600 um, in some of the pre-season games. I'm, I'm curious because it was 200 last year, I'm pretty sure, for the majority of the season. Yeah, I'm interested to see how many of the fans are allowed in because it's going to be... Yeah, it'll be nice to see some supporters.
2: There's probably still more, though, than what Celtic will get when Scottish football fans return. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're shaky ground here, St John's. <laughs> Um, so anyway, David, your, your instinct is that Gleamt won't be successfully defending their title.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I think with front, I think the top three, potentially the top four, with Rosenborg could be could be really close this year. Um, I I've, I just think the to lose those three players is really difficult, isn't it? Yeah. You don't. Expect, I mean, yeah. but yeah, I, I think they'll be up there, and I do, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be surprising to see them. Yeah, challenging again. That's for sure. They've got they've got the players to do it. They just mm-hmm. if if if, if Botheim can start scoring goals, then yeah. it definitely could work.
0: And I Go guess you think are, sorry, sorry, I was going to say the, the thing is Hauga left quite early
2: in the yeah, season he, last yeah. season,
0: so it kind of feels to me and from the outside it's maybe only just two players that they're missing because they've they yeah. kind of coped, coped pretty well without Hauga. But they did. That's
1: left. why Solbacken came in and did a good job. So he's going to be. He could be the one this year to, to break
2: out. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. That's okay. I, I guess from a, a betting angle, um, well, for me, last season anyway, I focused very heavily on corners, um, especially team corners, and it proved to be very, very profitable. Um, obviously, goals was as well. Just recapping, David, on your kind of angles betting-wise, um, obviously, I could not do this podcast without mentioning Boregrunt score both halves. <laughs> Yes, that was a. a <laughs> what, what other lines did you look at last season? Do you think that you'll possibly be looking at this year?
1: <laughs> there was there's one that I probably won't do so much, and that was a team to score in the first half. Uh, I think that I think that got me uh, this year, but yeah. Now I'm. <sighs> yeah, I think I'm going to be goals is going to be big on my. Uh, both teams to score. I think I'm, I like I like the both teams to score market. I think uh, last year there was a lot of uh, high scoring games. Um,
0: and I think the the bet builders allowed us to get some value out of the <laughs> games anyway because you know they're often too short to back on their own, but throw in some
1: goals, you could find some decent value. I mean, has scored in both halves, two point two five at the weekend. <laughs> He's there, <you laughs> <go>. there already. <laughs> Uh, who's that with, David, because uh, I was uh, having a look at Right. So Bet365 has got some prices just for the, just for the games at the weekend and the outright winner of the league. That's what Bet365 has just now. Because
0: you reckoned over in Norway you were getting access to more yeah, markets so than, than we were possibly so getting here
1: know, in the UK. i thought, uh, direct, direct relegation. I can bet on relegation. I can bet on who's going to finish in the top three top scorers. Um well. I can bet on yeah, who, who's going to finish in the playoff position at the bottom? Who's going to score the most goals? Which team's going to score the most goals? Which team's going to score the least goals? Yeah, there's loads of uh, options over here for this. So. Is that
0: with Bet365 ah, or is
1: with that tp.no. Ah, no.
0: right, okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, from a from a UK point of view, we're fairly limited in terms of any anti-post markets that we can yeah. bet on. Um, and I know that you had posted a piece up earlier on the Mister Fixit site. Detailing who you thought would finish in the top three. Yeah.
1: Sorry, did you, but did you want me to go? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, sorry, I was just going yeah. to say, in, in your pick to win the league was Mulder yeah. um, and Klimt in the top three, but not charging for the title potentially.
1: No, I think, I think, uh, I just think Vollering uh, in, in the winter have probably improved more than anyone. Um, They've not really lost anyone that's significant and they've added. One or two um, really good signings. Um, the, yeah, I, I think I think they I think there was chance that they could have lost. So Aaron Dunham, they could have lost him. They could have lost Sarawi, who was probably the best young player in the league last year, um, like teenager. Shall we say? Um, they're still there. Vida son, so the <laughs> big Icelandic striker. He's, what chance have I got to see for that Seriously. He, no, he, came in, he scored it. nine goals in thirteen games uh, after he joined in October. He's he's gonna be fa- he's he is the favourite for uh, the top scorer in the league according to North Tipping. Um and they signed a guy called Amor Launi, who he was at Gleam two years ago, and he was one of the best players in the league. And he left and he went to Egypt to play for Pyramids. But he's back in Norway. and uh, he played play for Pyramids? He played for Pyramids, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's it's, it's an easy, easy to know where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to the Pyramids. And, yeah, so he's back in Norway. He's a left-footed, left-winger. And um, he should be a really good addition to voller And that is... Probably just pushing them towards. Uh, given the young players are probably going to improve again, uh, they had what they, think they had the second best defence in the league last year already, and now they've improved their attack. So I think uh, I think they could be a really. I think they're a good price. I think they're eight to one to win the league. Um, yeah,
0: seventy-one by three six five.
1: Yeah, seven to one, right? So, so they're actually, yeah, they're third favourites in Norway. But they're they are fourth favourites uh, in the UK betting markets.
2: Yeah, they only the only can see the 33 goals last season, but it yeah. was one less. What's well, like one more than Bode Glimp did. Yeah. So like you say very good defensively. Yeah,
1: and they have a really young goalkeeper who's going who looks as if he's going to be good. Um, he, he I think he's 21, 22. Uh, he he's obviously going to another year's experience is going to help him. So, yeah, I think uh, I think they could yeah they could be the team this year. Could be the team this year.
2: I mean, Interestingly, thought, David, probably two things for me. One, any dark horses, any club or side you think, do you know what, could do a lot better than maybe people maybe anticipate? Uh,
1: I, I don't think anyone's going to break into that top four um, that, from last so it'll, year.
2: It'll be last season's top four then. Yeah, yeah. I think if there's one like that could
1: get in is VK. Um. They, yeah. I. But even then, I'd be surprised. So Viking last year they had Buti, Zima Batiki and uh, Ibrahima who played in the wings, and they've both left, and they were big players for them. They haven't. They have bought good players to replace them, but because the be problem last
2: season was they couldn't defend. Yeah,
1: and they and, and they they've the not improved the defense. defense so. top,
2: what the top twelve teams?
1: Yeah. I know, and they've not. I don't think they've improved the defense. So yeah, it's going to be probably the similar issue. And actually, their manager's left. So um, yeah, it's. Um, it's uh, I'd be surprised. I don't think anybody's going to beat that top four. I think that top four is going to be set in stone this year again.
2: Yeah, I think you're probably right. And in terms of who's going to struggle, there was quite a few struggles last season. Yeah. So beyond Dal, stayed up to the playoff. <laughs>
1: the the playoff final against Songdal, they were 2-1 down in the 88th minute. And they scored from a corner. It was offside, but it was like so the corner came in and it got headed to the back post. And they buy it at the back post, headed it in. He was while, miles offside, but it got given. And then in the 97th minute, last minute of injury time, last kick of the ball, they scored from another corner. Um, so three set-piece goals they scored in that playoff final. They won it 3-2. It was absolutely classic Mjöndalen, um just scoring set pieces <laughs> and nothing else. So yeah, they stayed up by the skin of their teeth. Um, they, along with their, so they're from Drammen and they're big rivals. I remember, I don't know if you remember, towards the end of the season, set, and Mjøndalen had a huge game to. Like I never speak team.
2: about that match
1: at the Derby Max. that's right. Yeah, so they so so God said they're in big trouble just now. So they, their manager, Henrik well, their former manager, Henrik Pedersen, um got let go a couple of weeks ago because five or six players had gone to the, the board and complained that he was being racist. Oh. Um so he they didn't deal with it really well, they kind of Try to sweep under the carpet a bit, and eventually they realised we're going to have to get rid of him. So he, so he's gone, like two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago. Um, so they're managerless. They've not improved the squad at all. Um, they were in free fall last year. I think they lost. I think, I think they didn't win for fourteen or fifteen games yeah. towards the end of the season, and then they won two of the last three to stay up. But they've got the same squad, apart from their striker, who was one of the best players. He's done his ACL, so he's going to miss the whole year. Uh, so, Stroums-Godset are in big trouble. They could, they could, they're quite a, they're a big club and they could be, they could be for the drop this year. Um, although, Sandefjord are probably in the worst state out of anyone. Uh, so, they, their manager left at the end of the season Four or five first-team regulars uh, joined them out the door and they've not really signed players that are quality enough to to keep them up. So I think Sandefjord are pretty nailed on, brought in the league. Might not be as bad as Allison, but... Um,
2: yeah, well, I, I don't Sandefjord think anyone would be as bad as Olesund.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, Tromsø and Lillestrøm. Lillestrøm looks strong. Um, they finished the season really well last year. Um, they seem to have... In- They've signed some good players, experienced um, players. Two, from Rosenborg. Uh, Paul, Paul Andre Helland, who three, maybe two, three years ago was one of the best players in the Eliteserien. Uh, used to score a lot of goals, um, but he has had injury issues. So if he can be fit for Leelystrom, he could be really, really good. But that's, a, that's an issue potentially there. But Leelystrom looked pretty strong. I think they'll be sort of mid table. Uh Tromsa uh, finished the season uh, sorry, the, the whole season pretty much they they, they led the league and uh, no boss. Play a three five two. Um they've got some really good midfielders, goal scoring midfielders. Um, actually Eric Eric Kitalano is coming up. His two brothers both play with odds, so we've got three Kitolano we'll time. Eric. We'll call him Eric, and we'll call his brothers Josh and John, <laughs> if you can remember them. Uh, so Josh and John play for Odd, and Eric's now playing for Tromsø. So three brothers in the league, that's quite a nice nice um, little thing. But yeah, Tromsø, they'll be strong uh, defensively. I do worry about where their goals are going to come from in striker uh, positions. But yeah, as I said, they're, they're, what was the name of the defender that they saw today? Do you remember? Steve... Um... Wangberg, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah
0: should
1: guess. have written that one down. <laughs> yeah, he was a best defender last year, so I don't know how they... they have got a guy on loan from Gleamed uh, as a defender, but I think they might need to get somebody else in now um, to play. And they should be okay, but they'll definitely be. They could, yeah, they could well be down there with. Uh, I think, I think Storms Godset, uh, Storms, uh, me, and Dallin are probably going to be the three. Above Sandy Fjord, fighting out for the, the two, or fighting out for the one safe spot.
2: And what we can say as well, Christian are guaranteed to be the draw specialists. <laughs> I think last season, I think they drew almost half their matches. They only lost six games last season, Christiansen, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, second best in the league. But they just drew far too many. And they, could, yeah. they probably could have found themselves closer to the top four if they converted some of those draws into wins.
1: Yeah, I see
0: the aforementioned Pellegrino has yeah. departed.
1: He's gone to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, for the uh, footballing reasons. Footballing
2: hotbed of Saudi. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: America>. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the only one. Lecky James from Mold has gone there as well. So there's a couple moved there. Right. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't well received, has to be said. Um, but yeah, they've gone to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Pellegrino scored so many goals for them last year, so it'll be interesting to see how they deal without him. Excuse me.
0: So, given everything we've discussed, David, um, anything catch your eye for the opening fixtures of the weekend? I see that uh, Volarenga and Rosenborg play on Sunday at seven, and that might give us a give us a wee indication if Volarenga are going to be that package to yeah. split, split the top two.
1: Yeah, and they were unbeaten at home last year, so that'll be a good test for them right at the start of the season to see uh, see how they're doing. But yeah, that should be a good game. I don't think I'll be touching that game. That could be. That could be anything, but um, one one thing I do fancy is um, Viking at home to Bran at uh, the weekend. Um, Bran have not looked good at all in pre-season. They've lost some bad games. They've not really improved their score at all. Defensively, they look pretty poor. Um, not sure who's going to play in goals either. There's, there's, I think Hawk, Hawkman Optal is like 39, maybe 40, and he was playing last year because... The guy who signed wasn't, uh, did such a bad job, he got dropped. Um, so they've got somebody else in who was the backup goalie. Um, I can't remember where he is. I need, to, I need to look it up, never mind. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Viking at home to Brand this week is really well-priced. They were 5-4 to four, uh, earlier in the week when I noticed it and I put it on. They're now 11-10. to 10. Viking have got... One of the best attacking threes potentially in the league with Veton uh, Berisha, um, Kevin Cabran and they just signed Zlatko Trepic who um, was there two seasons ago, left to go to Turkey and now he's come back. He might not be fit this weekend, but it shouldn't matter. I think Viking should have too much for Bran and uh, a nice opening day fixture for them. Um, better than evens is, I think it's pretty well priced, to be honest, because Bran, I've got them down finishing bottom half again, same as last year. Um, yeah. They've not improved from what they were last year, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that that's pretty well priced.
0: And we've touched on that, uh, by the Gleamed V Tromsø game, um, gleamed are to one, and I'm just checking to see if we can get a bet on the bet builder. Um well, they it, yeah, So you can get over two goals in the match and gleamed to win at 65 at Bet365 on a bet builder
1: Yeah, well that uh, seems fair
0: Yeah, it's certainly a bet you would take on this time last year Well, maybe not this time last year but <laughs> during the course yeah. of the season
1: last year Yeah, and it would have won you a load of money <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you'd have been <laughs> in profit through the whole season I think uh, Greg, you're not quite so keen, quite rightly to get involved in Norway at this early stage
2: no, I think I'll do what I do with most new seasons, um, especially, obviously, those that I'm not as close to. Um, I'll just let them bed in for at least the first two or three weeks anyway. But although there's probably nothing for me over the first few weeks, that's not to say that I won't be keeping a, cl- a close eye on it, because I, t- I certainly will be. Um, and I guess now at the moment, Belarus, starts, Belarus started sorry, seven weeks ago now, so we're now match day seven or eight in Belarus which is a perfect time, and we'll obviously be doing tomorrow night's podcast in Belarus tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll just be kind of watching from afar, but keeping a close tab on how things progress over the first few weeks.
0: Okay, good stuff. So, we've kind of given, hopefully, the listeners an idea of what we think you should expect in Norway this season. Um, And we've even managed to dig out a tip for the weekend, so we can't really complain at that.
2: And I guess Um, as well, I think um, with the European League's Coming to an end, we've only got a few games left in Scotland and England and the main major European leagues. Um, we're not going to be scrambling about trying to find bets all over the place. We're going to have a really good grip of what's going on in Norway. With the season starting late as well, there's going to be lots of midweek games. Yeah. So there's going to be an action-packed May, June, July um, for us on the channel, which, which is great.
0: Yeah, I think you're also saying it takes us right up to middle of November, eh, sorry, December this year.
2: Yeah, 12th of December is the last round of games. Yeah. So, yeah, great, great timing.
0: Thank you to look forward to. Good stuff. Now, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at TheWeatherston11. Um, David, you've also set up a new blog for people to follow your thoughts on Norwegian football, and that's at DavidWeatherstonFootball.com. Yeah, that's nice
1: and easy, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, it's, easier it's nice much easier than a last one
0: <laughs> so yes davidweatherstonfootball.com and David has also started um, posting some tips on the Mr Fixit's tips website as well so should definitely keep an eye out for that As ever, if you want more tips from Greg, um, as he said, he's probably not going to be looking um, at any Norwegian bets for for the next week or two, but there's always plenty of bets on his Telegram channel where um, just go to gambler.co.uk where you can sign up and become a member there. And it's been a tremendous start to the month of May, Greg.
2: Yeah, it has. Um, We had a fantastic April um, 31 points profit. And last weekend, um, we finished the weekend, I think, 32 points up. Which is just exceptional. So, been a brilliant start to the month, and long we'll may it continue.
0: Indeed. Um, and that's us for this special edition of the Norway Gambler Betting Podcast with a preview of the upcoming Elite season in Norway. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back very soon. Thank you. Cheers. Thank
1: you.